This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 1st, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. A handful of states have no personal income taxes, but more states may be jumping on board soon. Steve Slavinsky is a senior research fellow at the Center for the Study of Economic Liberty at Arizona State University. He predicts one or more states will end the personal income tax as a means to deal with all those special carve-outs and giveaways to favor groups in state tax codes. I'm usually rather averse to making predictions, but I'm starting to see some stars aligning that I think could bode well for those of us who want and, uh, and think is, uh, tax reform is necessary at the state level. The two states that I'm seeing a lot of signs on uh, is my home state of Arizona, as well as the state of North Carolina. And there's some interesting parallels here and there's some interesting differences. And at this point, I think it's a race between Arizona and North Carolina, uh, although there's a contender in the race uh, also in, in the form of Oklahoma, uh, who may be trying to make movement in this direction. But North Carolina uh, has, a, has a good head start. Uh, I think what you've seen over the past couple of years, you've had uh, the governor, Pat McCrory, a Republican governor, and a Republican legislature uh, putting together substantial emphasis on phasing out the income tax in the state of Arizona, personal income tax and corporate income tax, over 10 years. Uh, and they've done it in the way that you would expect them to do it based on learning uh, the lessons from failed attempts to do this sort of thing in other states over the past 30 years. They've put revenue triggers into the bill saying as long as revenue grows by a certain percent every year, it buys down the income tax rate every year over 10 years until the personal income tax reaches zero. They have kept their spending under control. Uh, they've actually been experiencing uh, substantial surpluses at a time when many states, are, or some states anyway, are still dealing with uh, deficits and uh, required spending cuts to balance their budgets. And I'm also seeing that uh, what they're doing, once they've put into place a glide path towards zero for the income tax, they're also expanding their sales tax base. Now, what does that mean? It sounds like it's a tax, in it's a tax increase, but it's not. It's actually, at best, or I should say rather at worst, a, a revenue neutral uh, experience, and it's possibly even a, a net decline in taxes over time. What they're doing is they're taking their tax rate, keeping it relatively constant over that 10-year period, but they're expanding it to personal services, things that have been exempt from the sales tax for quite some time, which uh, probably shouldn't be exempt from sales taxes, primarily because the whole point of having a broad sales tax base is that over time you can reduce your sales tax rate. That's going to be critical, especially to, be, to remain competitive with neighboring states. But getting rid of the income tax is where the heavy lifting has to occur, and that's where most of the competitive advantage is going to come from a state like North Carolina. I think Arizona is a contender for this for the next 10 years, although we have not had the head start that North Carolina has had. And we have very different reasons for getting rid of the income tax. Uh, I don't think it's uh, the only the only reason isn't that it's just a good idea. It, and it is a good idea, but that's only one of the reasons. I think there's a democratic uh, rather sorry, a demographic impetus here. State of Arizona is very unusual. Uh, our demographic makeup is such that we have what might be seen as an inverted bell curve in terms of age. We have a lot of retirees and seniors and we have a lot of children. And down in the middle, you've got the, the folks who are in their working age years. But the reason we have such a large retiree population, a lot of it has to do with climate. People love to retire to Arizona. But one of the other reasons that we have a lot of retirees is because in the state of Arizona, uh, like other retiree centers like Florida, uh, the property tax is very generous to them. There are a lot of generous exemptions for retirees. Uh, Arizona is one of the only states that has unlimited deductions for medical expenses. Pension incomes, for instance, are exempt from the income tax. So you get, you get to see this where you have a growing senior population, but you also have a growing 
child population for services such as public schools, which are financed by the property tax. So then you see the squeeze. You have this high demand for government services, but suddenly there's very low supply of tax revenue. Now that's a political, uh, rather a public finance problem, but also a political problem. But the way out of this is to actually do exactly what economists have been saying for the longest time, which is find the most stable revenue that's the least economic distortionary. That's a consumption tax system. So then you can slowly phase down your income tax, like North Carolina is doing. Expand your sales tax base, even lower that sales tax rate, make yourself more competitive. Especially when you're in a place like Arizona, situated just south of Nevada, which has no income tax, and just west of Texas, which has no income tax, and nestled right next to California, which has some of the highest taxes in the nation. It's the perfect example of a perfect storm uh, of confluences and events that could eventually get rid of the income tax in the state of Arizona. Other states that don't have an income tax, New Hampshire? Correct. Alaska. And in fact, Alaska was the last one uh, to get rid of the income tax. Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee does not anymore, as a matter of fact. They initially had... So I guess if you put Tennessee on the map in terms of the kind of income tax they had and call the income tax they had an income tax, basically, uh, you could say Tennessee was the first. It's a tricky tax. It was a tax basically on capital gains for the most part. So it wasn't a broad personal income tax the way we think of personal income tax, where everyone is filing a form, even if they're doing it just for the sake of getting a refund. When I refer to income tax, I'm really talking about that very broad-based personal income tax that most people have in many states, other than places like uh, Texas or Nevada. Tennessee has never had a broad-based income tax the way uh, most states have. In the race between Arizona and North Carolina, and you say possibly Oklahoma, what are some other factors that would contribute to uh, which state is likely to move ahead? I think there's general consensus, although there is some controversy, at least among economic development professionals and and even among economists, that uh, there's only so much you can do uh, on uh, the tax side. Uh, You get to a point where your taxes are going to be as maybe as low as they can go, for instance, in terms of balancing needs for government services, as well as being more competitive uh, with other states. So how you tax is going to be more important than how much you tax. The only way states that already have low tax burdens, and Arizona is is generally among them for the most part, uh, the only way you can really get kind of an extra economic boost is to figure out a way to tax differently uh, and actually tax in a less distortionary way. And so you're going to start seeing more investment in states. A venture capital investment, for instance, is heavily dependent on things like capital gains taxes, which in most states are tied to the personal income tax. Small businesses, for instance, what they call S-corps, limited liability corporations, what they call pass-through entities, both at the federal and the state level, those businesses pay their taxes through the personal income tax code, not through the corporate income tax code. Those are for the big guys, you know, the Intels and the Microsofts. If you have to file a Schedule C on your tax return, you'll be affected. Right, precisely. And so the goal would be to, in a sense, have the largest job producers in a state, which frankly, in virtually all states, are small businesses, to make sure that they're the ones who are actually getting uh, a lot of this tax relief. That's where a lot of this growth is going to come from. And so getting rid of the personal income tax doesn't just help workers, it also helps employers. And generally speaking, the biggest employers in a state are the aggregation of all the small employers in that state. Steve Slavinsky is a senior research fellow at the Center for the Study of Economic Liberty at Arizona State University. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.